0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we enter the final international break of the season Rangers accuse fan group Club 1872 of creating propaganda against the club Carl Starfelt says Celtic aren't paying any attention to their rivals As the title race heats up And Andy Robertson will miss Scotland's game with Poland due to Covid I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna Yeah something of a troublesome Tuesday Gordon As you say no Andy Robertson No Lyndon Dykes On top of the already absentees For Scotland's game against Poland Celtic don't have Tom Rogic Or Dyson Maida Or they do have them Because they're not away In international duty Because of injuries And then there's Rangers Versus the Rangers fans For a moment at Dens on Sunday There seemed to be a little bit of humour When the first tennis balls came on That humour quickly descended into frustration and now it's all out conflict Yeah not the greatest timing for uh, Rangers to come out Especially the club statement today Gordon they're not happy with a section of the fans um, They did say just for now It's all about um, you know the results on the pitch Because they're going for so many domestic, domestic trophies And Europeans So I think that the Rangers players, staff and everyone Would like to concentrate more than that And what's happening off the pitch and of course, you two know the, the drill You get the dregs of the weekend mm. stuff here on a Tuesday night it, it was another big weekend, Roger And I feel like this is interesting timing It's an international break because of things far more important than football It's not a huge international break for us The way it otherwise would have been And it's really just going to serve as a final pit stop Before the two teams at the top come flying back out And, and try and go for that title And of course the other teams playing for various things up and down the division yeah, as well. And, and I'm not too sure there were too many dregs at the weekend. There seemed to be good football everywhere. I was at St Mirren for Super Scoreboard. Two terrific goals, Jay Henderson and Dylan Levitt. And then a 97th minute winner from Mark McNulty. But everywhere you looked, Barry Mackay's goal for Hearts. There was excitement up at Aberdeen when you know, they beat Hibs. Ryan Porte sent off again. A big win for Celtic. A dramatic win for Rangers. And Callum Hendry's goal for St Johnson against Motherwell. I know you boys are still sick to the stomach about it, but a big goal and a big win for them. A lot of good football. Uh, I enjoyed the weekends of football. The only thing I'm starting to get worried about, Gordon, but we can still make the top six. Motherwell's form just now, uh, five points out of 33. Got their old manager coming in a week, well, two weeks, nearly two weeks, and then away to Livingston. In the last two games And Mark O'Hara away to St Mirren Yeah, yeah Disappointed with that I think he's a good player um, But obviously Robinson knows him from his days there And uh, desperate to get him But um, As I say A lot of good football coming up Looking forward to the Scotland game on Thursday I always like watching the Scotland game Especially in a friendly Let's see Who gets an opportunity off Steve Clark Will there be a lot of changes there? You know, you look at that left-back position, Robertson, what Roger and I were talking about it before we come on the show. Is it an opportunity for Hickey? Could well be. 01419511025. Whatever is on your mind, now is a good time to share it. Maybe you do still have some leftover thoughts from the weekend. Maybe you're looking forward to Scotland's friendly games. We'll hear some interesting stuff from Carl Starfield. How do you feel about the title race then? Maybe this is just a brief moment to allow everyone to pause Take stock of what's going on Take a deep breath And then fly right in To the last part of the season So how are you feeling About the title race at the moment then Now you've got a bit of time uh, To think about it And Rangers fans Maybe not the type of debate You expected to be having 
um, At this stage of the season um, But a big fan group having a pop at the club The club having a pop back w- w- Protests at the weekend The friendly in Sydney Still hanging uh, in the balance What do you make of it all? 01419511025 You're the people that matter most in this uh, discussion So we'd be keen to get your thoughts Pick up that phone and let us know 01419511025 um, I feel like the only way to go about it Rogers to, to, to maybe go sort of chronologically So first of all this morning um, Club 1872 Rangers shareholder group, fan group um, Issued a statement Having a, a bit of a pop at, at Rangers But in particular the executive team So Stuart Robertson, James Bisgrove David Graham for instance um, Accusing them of being dismissive And patronising, openly hostile um, in terms of issues such as ticketing, safe standing, disabled facilities, season tickets, merchandise, or various things. Of course, there's this uh, Sydney Cup friendly, which we we mentioned. Um, they call that the tip of the iceberg, and, and say this has been ongoing for for almost two years. This type of stuff. We saw protests at the weekend. Uh, they talk about the regret and and, and having to air it publicly, um, and they accuse that executive team, like we mentioned, of an unhealthy disdain. For the Rangers support Now I'll, I'll be honest I don't mind showing you the thought process That, that goes on in my day at that point I'm thinking well, that's quite interesting Our Big fan groups having a, a pop at one of our more prominent clubs Is that the type of thing we'd speak about? Maybe, maybe not But then Rangers come back and, and, and they come out And they make it very public And at that point it clearly becomes a um, a big talking point you know, They hit back strongly Talking about a small rump of supporters uh, remaining intent on causing damage to the club uh, It's particularly concerning to note the timing they've chosen To launch their latest attack uh, they, they accuse the people um, who are criticising the club Of uh, enjoying or craving a role um, within the club um, And rest assured we'll address the disruptors And their propaganda war at the end of the season Quite Quite the turn of events today Yeah, listen There's nothing new about clubs And supports not seeing eye to eye Just think back to Celtic The Green Brigade and Bernard Higgins Even at the weekend before Rangers went to the ends I think Dundee, caused, Dundee Football Club Caused a bit of controversy among their own fans By taking down a supporter's banner That they didn't deem appropriate To be hung at Dens Park So, so these things happen However, this is Club versus supporter Times Infinity um, When you read a statement from Club 1872 And they're citing A list of Disagreements, arguments, frustrations Annoyances that stretch back to March 2020 Two years ago um, You know that they've now reached A situation almost of no going back Between themselves and the club They describe it as you said There Gordon as the tip of the iceberg I think the events of the last few days have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, clearly, the supporters group, and they are a big supporters group. I think they've got hold about 5% of the shares yeah. in the club, yeah. and the sixth largest shareholder. They're hoping to raise money to purchase Dave King's shares, which would take their shareholding to 25%. Um, they are a powerful voice among the Rangers' support. They're clearly unhappy at some of the things. That are happening at the club Many of the things that are happening at the club Most recently the decision to go and play In the Sydney Cup against Celtic in November And the club looks as if It is equally frustrated To have to face These type of allegations from Club 1872 There was a note At the bottom of the, club, of the statement from the fans 
saying they've written to the vice chairman John Bennett, the other directors of the PLC board, and to some of the club's largest individual shareholders, um, to ask if they will deal with this as a matter of urgency. I actually think it would be best for all concerned if the likes of John Bennett and Barry Scott and some of the other Rangers directors did mm. address this as a matter of urgency because, as Dan said at the top of the show, there's a lot of football to be played. Rangers could, theoretically, win a treble of Premiership title, Scottish Cup and Europa League. They do not need this hanging over them. Yeah, Rangers fans, what do you make of this? You're the ones that, that clearly matter the most. You don't have to pick a side. It's almost like in... In modern debates, football and out with football, you, you have to pick one side and, and argue furiously against the other. It doesn't have to be that way. Maybe you uh, can see both sides of this. Maybe you're, you're not happy with the timing. Where does this sit with the, the Sydney Cup game in mind? Because that's one of the main issues that's obviously the driving force here. So whatever is on your mind, uh, let's hear it from you. 01419511025. Frank is a Rangers fan. Um, what have you made of this all today, Frank? Embarrassing, really. I mean, from both sides... As if we've, we shouldn't be contented enough with going for trophies. We've got the supporters and the club bickering with one another. It's absolutely humiliating for a decent range of supporters to put up with it. That's what I think. Yeah, I wonder if that's the way a lot of Rangers fans will feel, Gordon, because it's, it's not to say that the individual issues here aren't important. I, I, I wouldn't dream of, of, of suggesting that, you know, talking about ticketing and safe standing, disabled facilities, merchandise issues, th- these are all. Very important, but, but very specific issues. But for some fans, like Frank, they're not really interested in who's right or who's wrong. It's the fact that with a few weeks left of a very important season, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of mud slinging going on. Yeah, I think you're right. I think for fans like Frank, who's not involved in it, I'll all be down to chiming, Gordon. The most important thing for uh, everyone concerned at Rangers is on the pitch just now. Now, usually I would say... These things, as a player in the restroom, you don't really bother with. You let people, other people deal with that. But I watched the scenes at Dens Park and you could clearly see Alan McGregor was absolutely frustrated with it, you know. so that's it, that, he, the, the reason I recognised what he said, that's what you mouth to me and Mark Wilson when you lose it, beat the pundits. So that's why I recognised it straight away. 100%, I'm glad you picked that up. So if, if it's coming from the terraces on to... The, the pitch That's when the problem arises I, I'm like Roger I think they've got to be Dialogue between supporters Who are the, the, the bread and butter Of the club Of course uh, They must have a say And the people above But it's got to be timing It's got to be done right we're, we're only two months away from One of the most important seasons For a long, long time Rangers carrying the flag For Scotland And, and Europe just now Still in the Scottish Cup their next game is against Celtic at home. I just think the timing, and that's why I think Frank's quite right to come on and say, look, you know, this is embarrassing for our club. We're bickering just now when the most important thing is they should all be pulling together for the one thing, and that's winning trophies. Yeah, I mean, Roger, Rangers make that point in their statement. They said it's particularly concerning to note the timing they have chosen to launch uh, their latest attack, of course, Club 1872. You know, almost acknowledge that and and say that it's a regret that they're having to raise these matters publicly, having always attempted to engage privately and constructively. For for fans like Frank, they're not really bothered too too much by that doing and throwing. It's just the overall, what's that word that can be quite annoying but relevant at the time? The optics of it. You took the words right out of my mouth. The, as the optics 
At noon on Sunday Were not great for Scottish football A game beamed live across the country Being held up for however many minutes At the start of each half As tennis balls and toilet rolls Come raining down onto the pitch um, As well as the optics The audio wasn't particularly great either um, Some of the chants directed Towards the Rangers board In relation to the Sydney Super Cup In Australia So it will be fascinating to see What the next step is do the Rangers board take the decision to pull out of the Sydney Super Cup and try and appease some of the annoyed supporters, shall we say? Um, or do we get, you know, Daz mentioned the next game is against Celtic at Ibrox. The Rangers' next five games, two of them are against Celtic, one at Ibrox, one at Hamden, two of them are against Braga, a Europa League quarter final, home and away. And there's also a crucial game just before the split. Away to St Mirren at noon on a Sunday Do these tennis balls and toilet rolls continue to rain down at Rangers games? What's it going to take for that type of protest to stop? And what's it going to take to try and bring the supporter base closer to the club? Is that the bit that concerns you Frank? The nature of the games that's still to come Just how important it is And you'd much rather focus on that stuff Football's all that matters that's that's the be all and end all for a decent Rangers supporter. Anybody who's behaving the way that the eighteen seventy two are doing, they maybe have grievances, but you do it behind closed doors. And I would say to the Rangers directors, you meet with these people because they are they were the people that saved the club. So you meet them and be disciplined with them and be respectful to them, both ways, and keep it behind closed doors because Rangers are better than that, and the Rangers supporters. Don't want it. It's a very sensible outlook from Frank. I must say, um, again, Club eighteen seventy two say they've tried, and and now this is why it's public. Um, do you? What do you make of of their timing? Is that a misjudgment? And have Rangers done the right thing in, in responding in the way they have, or or is that poured fuel onto the fire? Um, I think the timing. I, I think something like this was coming off the back of those dramatic scenes at Dens at the weekend. I think a number among you know the, these supporters they don't just do things randomly. Gordon, you could see that was very well orchestrated on Sunday, and I think the statement today coming so soon after Sunday's events was very well orchestrated. <coughs> supporters are organised. Just look at we mentioned at the top of the show the Green Brigade protests against the potential appointment of Bernard Higgins at Celtic. Very well organised, very successful in achieving the, the you know what was their the ultimate goal. ambition, the, the end goal, if you like. So will this be as successful in achieving the end goal? I, I, I don't know um, You asked, were Rangers right to respond? I actually think Rangers were correct to respond um, And so, Some of the wording seems to have got the backs up of some Rangers fans on Twitter well, well, Would you understand that? Yeah, yeah. You know, talking well, about the kind of rump of supporters and, and so on Because again, it doesn't doesn't mean much to us But if you've got the emotional attachment that some of these fans do You can see the grumblings on social yeah, media and, and listen, people will complain when Rangers say things If Rangers hadn't put a statement out I'm sure people will have complained and accused them of a silence at Ibrox What we need to work out here is You know, if you're a football club Do you try and bend over backwards to... Appease your supporters and do what your supporters want Or as a PLC Are you obliged to do what is in the best interests of your shareholders Even that, even if that isn't necessarily what's in the best interests of The rump of your supporters if you like It's a very difficult balance to strike 
But clearly a lot of the supporters and supporters groups don't think they're striking it particularly well at the mm. minute. Thank you to Frank, a very diplomatic man. Uh, I'm not sure if it will play out the way Frank wants. Geoffrey is also a Rangers fan. What have you made of, of this today, Geoffrey, and maybe the last couple of days? Well, I sat and watched the game on Sunday. I was very frustrated, as always, coming back after Europe. It doesn't do the club any good having things thrown in the park. What is it achieving? Nothing. Um, apart from getting players and directors and everybody's backup. Um, I think what should happen is that the Rangers Football Club should probably get together with 1872, sit down, have, have a, a meeting, go through the grievances uh, and uh, sort things out. It's the only, it's the only way we're going to get to um, get things sorted out. Frank and now Geoffrey are very polite and very diplomatic, Roger. I don't get from these statements that relations are particularly... Constructive between these two parties at the moment though uh, I don't think there's any chance whatsoever Of Rangers and Club 1872 Sitting down around a table And thrashing out their differences anytime soon um, That is the one thing you know. I would say to Geoffrey or say to Frank I'm not quite sure how this is going to play out Because if you listen to If you read the statement from Club 1872 this morning they claim they've had frustrations and problems for two years that they haven't ironed out. They claim they're being ignored. Um, the club clearly feel just as strongly about Club 1872 as the fans do about the club. And they're in very entrenched positions at the minute. And I genuinely don't see where, you know, where there's any flexibility here. Um, Rangers may or may not pull out of this tournament in Sydney at the tail end of the year, but even when you say may or may not, what what's your gut on that? When it's got to this stage, a lot I, of fans would say they have to, don't I, they? I don't think they'll be there. I don't think they'll be there. Um, I don't quite know how that takes place. I would imagine at the minute it looks as if they're contractually obliged to be there. Mm. So I don't know how how that would play out. You're asking me a question. I don't think Rangers will play in the tournament. Um, but is that going to be enough? To appease But surely now Roger You must have people from Rangers In 1872 to sit down Talk about it and say Right, the timing's not right Because of the importance Which is on the pitch Because Frank and Jeffrey's already been on And they're not just the only two There'll be a lot more Let's let's get to the end of the season Surely then that's the time For going round the table Discussion if that's the way forward not the bickering just now Because it is affecting mm. players on the pitch Of course it is You've seen the reactions of the players They don't want it As much as the fans have got every right to You know that's the club They put their money into it They love the club Totally agree with that But it's got to be timing just now for me Okay 01419511025 What do you think? Good time to share your thoughts We'll get them next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 How do you feel about this title race? It's breathless stuff Particularly you Rangers fans You're playing Europe in midweek And the game's just come thick and fast Now you've got no option but to sit and stew at home For the next, what is it, almost two weeks Just sit there and think 
And fear and dream And everything in between Let us know how you're feeling About the title race Now that we've got a bit of time uh, To sit and take it all in uh, Scotland's international break Is getting underway So if you've got any thoughts On that as well You can feel free To fire them over And a story that perhaps Came out Well maybe not out of the blue Because Roger Hanna says That he felt something might um, Be said after protests At Dens Park at the weekend This club 1872 Very strong statement Against the running of Rangers Rangers hit back With an, an equally strong Perhaps stronger uh, Statement in return On Twitter Dylan McLeod uh, On the back of Frank The caller says Very well said Brilliant Frank Get this season finished strongly Come together Win trophies Let the board and club 1872 Deal with all this Carry on At the end of the season When we have the trophies In the bag And very similar PR All this sideshow Needs to stop The next couple of months Is vital for the club On the park So I'm sure everyone Can agree to leave this To the summer The issues will be there uh, and sort it then This stuff doesn't Actually make its way Onto the pitch though Does it Roger Is this just more about The, the sort of bad taste The the perceived distraction Maybe the Just the, the sort of mindset Of the fans Not not not, not wanting it Hanging over them This well, could this can actually Impact well, it, did, it It did make it? its way Onto the pitch It did Right uh, The protest specifically yeah. I guess But the, I'm so, talking about This sort of war of words If you like So The war of words Is fine The war of words can be parked as Frank and Jeffrey said, but as when it comes onto the pitch, because you know, I don't know there's any link between the tennis balls and the toilet rolls at the start at Dens Park and Rangers losing a goal after six minutes. There might not be any link because Rangers did win the game, of course. Yeah, it might have happened anyway. I don't know, but clearly Alan McGregor's unhappy. Clearly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is unhappy. Clearly, it is something that is troubling the Rangers. Football department if you like And ahead of the biggest run of games At Rangers for many many a year They don't need any distractions whatsoever On the field of play Off the field of play It's like any other business Gordon How much do you want to appeal to your customer? How much do you want to court your customer? Or do you feel that your brand and your product And your business is strong enough that you can ignore the views of the customers and just charge on regardless. That's what Rangers are going to have to decide. Um, and also, from the other side, the fans' point of view, if the fans aren't happy, you know, the fans don't need to go. Uh, you know, if some fans mm. will vote with their feet, it'll be interesting to see how many supporters are at the Legends game at Ibrox at the weekend. Does that take part in, you know, is there any sort of protest element to ticket sales for that? Will there be any protest element... Inside Ibrox on Saturday afternoon Will there be any mm. protest element the following weekend When Celtic With their 700 supporters Arrive at Ibrox It'll be fascinating to see how it plays out As I said earlier on though I, I, I don't see Any Coming together of the two sides Anytime soon yeah, I think I've possibly worded that clumsily Because you're right You can't necessarily separate On field and And off field But Um I think I was talking about more from a player's perspective, no. Gordon. I mean, for instance, I, d- I don't know, does Joe Rebo, Glenn Kamara, they they taking much interest in, in this specifically tonight? I wouldn't have thought so. Um, Absolutely but, not. But then, of course, as Roger says, when it's sort of, if, if it's in game, like the weekend. What, what you'll find, Gordon, is that when the players go in to train in the morning, they're sitting having their breakfast, of course they'll be discussing what's going on because it's their club as well. It's, they're part of it with the supporters and the people up the stairs. Um, but after that, the training, they won't even they won't think twice about it. But I agree with Roger. I just think um, the fact that, okay, they won the game, you can go back to that and say they won the game. But you could see the frustration on the players 
They didn't want that. They'd come out for half time. They'd probably had a few strong words with each other or the managers being on one or two of them. They're wanting to get off. They're wanting to get in and about Dundee quickly. And it's disturbed. And that is not good for them. Uh, let's get the thoughts of Scott and Govan then. Scott, what's your take on all this? Yeah, I'm getting a wee bit embarrassed about it all. Um, I'm at that kind of age. I, I really don't care if they go to another country and play. Um, it's highlighting their clubs. But I, I think maybe Stoke to think that, Ken, the other two teams might even win a close there. And Rangers and Celtic might not even meet at all in a final. So if they want to go and play and they're earning money, that's great. Let them go and do it. Um, but I will say that probably 1872 um, are right in saying that um, the club isn't engaging because I've tried a few times with things and the club are no engaging. Um, but all this just now needs to stop because we're trying to win the league and we're trying to get far in Europe and it just needs to stop just now and so put it in the summer. Yeah, I've seen a bit of a theme developing, Roger. I mean, Scott uses the word embarrassed. I think Frank used something similar, yeah, maybe, maybe even the exact same word. Do you think this is because Rangers fans are almost thought they'd left this stuff behind? I mean, years, years of sort of infighting and political struggles and, and all the rest of it. And the club now, compared to then, it's, it's night and day, yeah. win the league, going well in Europe. It, it maybe felt to these Rangers fans like this stuff was, was from a, a bygone era. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you look at the statement from Rangers, they spoke of did they say a small rump of supporters? Yes, they clearly believe that you know the club eighteen seventy two statement is only coming from a small group. They probably believe the scenes at Dens Park on Sunday were the responsibility mm. again only of a small mm. group. They probably believe you know the likes of Frank and Jeffrey and Scott that we've had in the show already tonight maybe speak for. A larger group of fans But how many times have you seen Gordon It's it's the very very loud Vociferous minority That sort of grab the attention Yeah I mean it depends It depends which angle you're, you're coming from Because yeah it, look, This statement's about the Club 1872 statement before I think yeah. obviously right Yeah. But the Ranger statement doesn't name them specifically no. And it does leave some of it a bit Maybe a bit open to some people I think clearly that is what it's about Um but if you're talking specifically protests or Australia, that's not. I can't be a minority. It's certainly not a small minority. The number of people, Rangers fans, who don't want to go to Australia, I don't know if it's large ma- majority or whatever. But it's a lot. That's a lot. Surely we can agree on that much. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Absolutely, I would agree. You, you've heard um, the protests during games. You've heard the number of phone calls we've had to this show about it, Gordon, in the last two or three weeks. But you know, there's now. It's now a problem for Rangers How do they address it? They've spoken in the statement today That they're going to address it At the end of the season Once the football is over Be fascinated to see In what form they do address it um, Whether they go with an olive branch To the supporters And try and bring them closer to the club Or whether they go the other way I, I just can't believe That we've got a few weeks down the line And a former Rangers player Who had a proud Career in Australia as well Like yourself Hasn't mm. been asked To be some sort of ambassador. ambassador for it Mascot even I could see you inside A wee Yeah well <coughs> They the say Postacoglu's going home Probably my second home We could have matched that up Gordon But It's incredible That this um, This um, You know Sydney Cup 
has got so much spotlight on it. I, Mark Mark Wilson um, and myself, we were talking about it. Both of us agreed. Personally, I really don't care. But personally, I like to keep our biggest game here. And I can understand all the arguments for it, going over there and the Mountain Rangers and Celtic supporters are, are in, in Australia and it's given a bit of publicity. It makes some money. I totally grasp all that. But I just think that our game should be kept here. How, how long were you in Australia? Three weeks, I think it was. No, a couple of hours, I think. I don't. I think the plane we fueled. Not even a weekend, I don't think. Um, Ant and Deck were there longer than I'm a celebrity. Is that not in Wales these days? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyway, uh, I mean, Scott, how does this play out? Do you think if if by the Celtic game, for instance, Rangers are are still not officially out of the the Sydney Cup, haven't withdrawn? Does this happen again, or or how how does it play out? Do you think? Uh, I think it's going to play out that it's going to keep going unless the club engage. But I don't think they're, they're not going to engage. Um, and some section of the fans stay with the land anyway, regardless of the club. So I think it's going to continue. Um, but it's a sad sight. Well, we will see. We will see, Scott. It's going to be a long couple of weeks. I, I, I think, Roger. When we talk about the timing of, um, you know, the, the timings mentioned in the statement, I assume that means because we're in the run into the season and there's, there's so many big games. But actually, the timing of it being today, if you like, the international break, you being the, the newspaper man, you can you can give the listeners a a lecture on what makes something newsworthy. It's sometimes, if it's a quiet day, it's going to get more more publicity. Ultimately, there's not a lot happening in Scottish football today, so all of a sudden, this becomes. A bigger deal than it might yeah, have been on another day. Listen, I've seen a few Tuesday nights this season. The three of us have been in the show, and there's been Premiership football on. You know, maybe Rangers were playing, Celtic were playing. You're building up to Europe. Motherwell, St. Mirren playing. We're building up to European games. Or maybe looking back on a Monday night fixture or something. This is a Tuesday night that quite quiet. Let's be honest. Scotland don't even play to Thursday night, and it's a friendly. We've got a Partick Thistle game on at five past seven tonight. But other than that, there's there's not too much in the agenda in Scottish football today. Um, this statement has come out. And just look at the first 40 minutes of this show, Gordon. All the calls have been about this issue. Yeah, I'm more than welcome to call about something else, by the way. 01419511025. Let's speak to Andy first, though, and get his thoughts. Andy? How you doing, guys? I, I, I was trying to go on last night with a totally different point, but now I don't know what you want to make that. Oh, up. listen, you can make whatever point you like. Well, let's start with what we're on about, and then you can you can make your second point. What's the... What's your take on this sort of bickering today? I totally agree with everybody. It's the right time. I know there is issues, but... As all the boys, everybody said, just sit down and talk about it. Because see, half time we come out after getting a roast and after G all the way we played in the first half, the players just wanted to go on with the game. I know we did play well in the second half, but you could see they, they just wanted to get that game started. And that could have easily been you no know, points dropped, you know, because that could upset a few people, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've got a tweet here from Charlie who says that the throwing of toilet rolls and tennis balls was childish and embarrassing. Um, I know lots of people are. In favour of it as well We had Max who called in At the end of last night's show Didn't get him on We did offer Max If he wanted to come back on And, and make that point tonight um, It's, 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 it's going to be fascinating Roger To yeah, see and what it, it, Listen It's going to be difficult Andy's now on With Scott With Jeffrey With Frank They're all broadly Making the same point They're all Rangers supporters Who want to focus on the football But You know It's okay for Club 1872 Quite a large supporters group They hold 5% of the shares in the club The 6th largest shareholder 
It's easy for them to put together a statement and, and put it out to articulate the views of their members. It's very easy for Rangers then to respond as a PLC or as a football club, whatever form they're responding in, to respond on their own club mm. website and social media platforms with their statement. Very difficult for individual fans like Andy or Scott or Jeffrey or Frank to mobilise themselves and say to their fellow Rangers fans, please stop throwing tennis balls, please stop throwing toilet rolls. It's very difficult for them to maybe say to Club 1872, if they're not contributors to the, the group, to say, stop putting out these statements at, at this time. And you certainly won't be able to convince the club to not hit back with a, a no, statement like that. No, but you know, I, I can see, just from the, you know yourself anyway, Gordon, but you can see from the, the Andy and the other three corners tonight, there's a real frustration mm. among what you might describe as, don't take this the wrong way, Andy, ordinary Rangers fans. There's a frustration that... At a time in the season where, mm-hmm. as we said, they could be pursuing a historic treble this season that rather than talking about Alfredo Morelos or Ryan Kent or Alan McGregor, we're on tonight talking about this very yeah. deep split between the club and the biggest fans group. What was your other point, Andy? Well, I would just to say, I would ask you boy yourself, if Rangers do get to the European final, I don't know who would be doing to the SFA or the SPL. Do you think they'd be trying... Maybe change some league pictures to give us a better chance of winning it. Well, the SPFL, it would be um, Roger. You wear the phrase "sporting integrity," Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Just time travelled be- be- because prior to Rangers getting to their last European final about fourteen years ago, it wasn't really a phrase that I was too uh, uh, okay with. But it certainly came into the lexicon of Scottish sport around 2008. And now we throw it around for fun, don't and we? And we throw it around. Yeah. And there, there is always a little bit of tongue-in-cheek when it's thrown about. Yeah, sometimes. But, but they learnt their lesson from that, Roger. If Rangers get to the Europa League final, I don't think there's any prospect whatsoever of the SPFL moving fixtures to help them. Right or wrong? It would really depend how the fixtures fell, Gordon. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's easy. I, I'm not... The final, sure. the final is actually quite early in comparison. Yeah. It's actually it's before the conference final and before yep. the Champions League final. So it's not the um, exact same scheduling as 2008, no, so for instance. at the minute, we don't know, A, whether Rangers will be playing in the Scottish Cup final, and we don't know, B, what the post-split fixtures would be, yep. where they would be and when type thing. So it, it's a, listen, it's a moot point, but I, I don't think you would see games moved. Oh, I'm sure there will be a debate at some point, Andy. Thank you for being the first one in with it. Let's talk this, shall we? Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Right, we've finally broken the £20,000 barrier Gordon DL On Golden Goals Now remember, it's every time Celtic or Rangers score We throw at least £250 into the cash jackpot So we're now £20,750 Just think what you could How much damage could you do with £20,750? In fact, don't answer that It's a family show And bearing in mind it's only going to go one way uh, We've been crunching the numbers Roger uh, You could take you and your 35 mates To the Champions League final in May In the best seats in the stadium What well, trouble you don't with that is I'm not sure I've got 35 mates exactly. yeah. 100 mm. season tickets for next season Anyone? No, we'll be stretching it here Anyway, it's over 20 grand And it's a lot of money And it could be yours tax free With one simple text But bear in mind That 20 grand is going to grow hugely So if you want to enter Text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It is £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com Scottish Cup final day Is Saturday the 21st of May That's when the lines close at 6pm So for your chance to be the winner At the end of the season Text GOAL To 61025 right now We're about to hear from Carl Starfelt Celtic fans Good time for you to get involved How are you feeling 
About this title running A couple of players Not going away On international duty Can that be a blessing in disguise Let us know We'll hear from Starfelt And yourself next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is in the building Gordon DL is alongside him And it's over to you To have your say 0141-951-1025 Lots coming in about Rangers uh, this evening What about actually on The field In terms of the league table The title race I did say earlier on This is a, a rare opportunity With a very quiet International break Coming up To just take stock And uh, look ahead To what's going to come um, In the title race Some of you will be Dreading it Some of you will be um, Optimistic And that will probably change Time and time again Before we kick off again In a couple of weeks time So uh, let's see how we sit at the moment on the phones. We'll hear from Carl Starfelt, the Celtic defender. Uh, says they're not focusing on how Rangers are getting on as the end of the season gets closer. He thinks Celtic are getting stronger and just focused on their own improvements. Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, we're getting stronger. Uh, and that was our hope as well. Uh, we will need to be very strong here the last uh, the last games. Uh, so I feel like uh, we have many players in good form. I feel like physically also we... We're taking steps and getting stronger and stronger. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's looking good. We're not thinking about Rangers. Uh, we we know it's uh, seven games left for us. We know we have everything in uh, in uh, our own hands. So we're just focusing one g- game by game, and we're not uh, we're not looking at them. We've we've uh, I felt like we've done it all year. Not uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Just take uh, game by game and uh, uh, be very present. And uh, that's what we will keep doing. We're not thinking about Rangers I'll be watching Sing 2 mate On Sunday The messaging's very clear Yeah of course it is and They can Celtic can see what they like and, You know they are in Pole position at the minute The three points clear They've got a better goal difference They beat Ross County 4-0 coming on Anything you like on Saturday um, But 24 hours later Whether they were watching Sing 2 Or whether they were One eye on Sky Sports Football Or whatever mm-hmm. it was um, they will know that was a big win for Rangers because Dundee pushed them hard um, for a long, long time. Rangers looked very ordinary, not a single effort on target in the first half, including a penalty not on target in the first half. But they made changes, they dug it out, and they got the win. And in the final analysis, if Rangers nip this league and retain the title by a single point, you just wonder if they'll look back on that escape certainly, at Dens Park. certainly seen all the right things, Roger. Have you, you seen Sing, it? by the way? No, I've not. Oh, I've not seen Sing One. To, well, that's the thing. I've not. I've not graduated to Sing Two, but my daughter is addicted to Sing. Right. Okay. You I'll, remind I'll, me of the wee. Uh, there's a wee mouse in it called Mike. Oh, and Mike he's a, the bit, mouse. Bit of a chancer. Yeah. Can well, you do Sinatra? Oh well, yeah, I'm not bad at Sinatra. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that would be that would be your character. He's a bit of a sort of wheeler and dealer, but you know, bit but sneaky. Fascinated with this. I might watch that over um, a weekend. I'm um, going to have a quiet one. Um, but I think that Starfield is saying all the right things, Gordon. Of course he is. And I do agree. I think that both teams, Celtic and Rangers, are getting stronger. There was a slight dip in forum. You know, Rangers had dropped a few points away from home. Celtic were leaving it too late to win games. I think they've found their form again and I'm really looking forward to the April the 3rd. Well, we now know, Rob, Roger, because what we do, we're, we're, we're bad for this. We forecast weeks in advance and we say if the, this team wins the old firm game, the gap will be whatever. And we kind of ignore what happens in between. I think we did it We did it the last time, didn't we? Because that, that sneaked yeah. up on, on Rangers very quickly, a, a bit of a sticky run. We now know a couple of weeks to stew on it. It will be three points. 
going into that match at Ibrox and um, it couldn't be bigger really at this stage of the season no absolutely not it couldn't be any bigger if Celtic win at Ibrox you would have to say it's theirs to lose if Rangers win at Ibrox it's very much back in the melting pot and you have to remember just a fortnight after that they go again at Hamden in a Scottish Cup semi-final yeah. major high stakes and then a week or two after that it's back to Celtic Park to do it all over again. International break. One of the great cliches is that it comes at the right time or it comes at the wrong time. This is the one it, that comes at the wrong time for everybody. Going, no, yeah, nobody, no one wants this no, one. No one wants this Particularly one. Particularly because it's not got the World Cup qualification thing yeah. for, for Scotland. It would be different had it been the World Cup players, mm-hmm. had it been Ukraine, had it been Wales or Austria in a playoff final. It would have been different. It would have been an excitement. And it would also have been an acknowledgement, I think, from club managers. Of the importance of the two games But I think this time Club managers Could probably see These two Scotland mm. games Far enough It's tough for Steve Clark Because they are important He hasn't seen his players Since November This is his last chance Of seeing them Before the important stuff In June It's important for Steve Clark But the club managers Will tell you It comes at a bad time It can have a knock-on effect Though can't it You look at Alfredo Morelos Taken to Colombia Not even Involved in the squads The last time he's been called up again He he likes going He personally likes going Likes likes being part of it Off he goes uh, Dyson Maeda And Tom Rogic Won't go On international duty um, I don't know how serious The Rogic one is at the moment I don't think we've had a A recent update uh, have we? He, 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 he didn't look clever When he came off After the Cairn um, Ramsey challenge but, Against Ross County in Saturday. But it, it, it might It gives him a couple of weeks To get fit Maeda's not injured He's just not going So ultimately that's a, a boost yeah, For the, Celtic the, the, the one thing I would say You know Against any suggestion That you know These two guys are staying at home Just to prepare for the Rangers game Is These are huge games For Australia and Japan These are actually bigger games For Australia and Japan Than either of the Scotland games At the minute So I, I, I do believe Tom Rogic is injured I do believe Dezen Maeda has um, I, I, What did the Japanese describe it as A conditioning problem um, so you know, I don't think any anybody's at it, um, but I just think you know we've discussed it long and weary in the show. Celtic could go for a domestic treble in the next few weeks. Rangers could have a treble of league, Scottish Cup, and Europa League. Um, we've got Andy Robertson in the Scotland squad who could have a quadruple of Champions League, English Premier League, FA Cup, and Carabao Cup. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, so mm. club managers will have I'm going to sweat over I'm the last ju- next week or 10 days though, just, are J- Japan are they're home and hoes that they're not almost is that not part of it? I didn't think they were I take that back then if mm, they I are could, I'm just looking at the table here unless I'm looking at the wrong table for some reason um, I thought Iran had qualified so far and it was still slightly in the mix no? like I say and why might I wonder if I'm looking at the table I'm looking at it's got them top quite comfortably um I'm sure that was was part of the the equation, Gordon. But it is it's, the, the the players are away. They're all going to be uh, nervous. The managers will be nervous to to see. What oh yeah, state they come back international in. week is terrible for managers, especially with the the running fixtures coming up. I sometimes think I know what Roger's saying there about managers will think it's the wrong timing. I think it just gives you time to prepare with the with the schedule that Rangers and Celtic, obviously Celtic out of Europe now, not get as as much, but. You know, you don't get time to work on the training ground. You look at closed-door games to get people back up to that match fitness. David Turnbull's and guys like that for Celtic. Obviously, Morelis is away, but he he wasn't involved the last time. I just think that coming up to this run-in, 
I think there'll be one or two days given off a bit of freshness because uh, there's a lot of important games coming up and none more than Ibrox on the 3rd of April. I think that will be unbelievable, Gordon. And I've got to say, I think if Celtic had to go to Ibrox and win that, Roger said it'd be theirs to lose. I couldn't see them losing it. Six points with the goal difference, I think that would be difficult to claw back. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. There's a signed ball up for grabs, but maybe more important, the bragging rights. If you beat Gordon DL, you can rub his nose in it as long as you like, and he's probably going to take it pretty badly. And if you beat Roger Hanna, well, you've you've toppled one of the beat the pundit greats. 01419511025 calls in by seven o'clock, and you could be playing next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here as a big game kicking off in the Championship. Dunfermline and Partick Thistle, Roger. Massive. Yeah, massive for both clubs. Dreadful result for Partick Thistle at the weekend, losing 4 0 at home to Hamilton off the back of losing at Morton. They need to get back to winning ways to try and get a bit of form and momentum ahead of the promotion playoffs. And the stakes are even higher for Dunfermline. Rock bottom of the table despite that point against Morton on Friday night. They need to start getting wins, Gordon. Okay, lots of discussion in the first hour about Rangers at the moment. The statements flying back and forward today. If you've any thoughts, you can keep them coming. Celtic fans, we just heard from Carl Starfeld talking about the title running. What's your thoughts on that? Get them into us right now, please. And if you've got advanced opinions on Scotland and the way things might look in the next couple of days, we'll take them as well. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. You were on a bad run. Mm. Then you turned up worse for wear, shall yeah. we say, on Thursday and so got six out of six. And then I went on to nine out of ten. The number of people who've contacted me over the weekend and saying that they <laughs> think you cheated, basically. I, I, I'm not even going to answer that, Gordon, because that is. I is, think that's harsh. Uh, like a slander. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, how can I cheat? One, I don't know if I'm playing. Secondly, yeah. where do I see the questions? And I can't Google that quickly. Mm. You have, been, uh, work, you have then, been working hard. And then there was one Studying. time, there was that one time where I told you the answers and you. To try and stitch someone up And you still didn't And I still, still lost didn't yeah, yeah, fair yeah, point. You have been working hard though You told me you'd thrown in a weekend earlier Yeah Studying Yeah uh, Tony is in Motherwell Funnily enough So that's a bit of a local derby If it is you How's it going Tony? Uh, not too bad yourselves Not bad Tony, hey, Tony. Who would you rather play? Oh, why do we ask this question? So we used to have a question Tony? Preferably Roger What? There we are And you uh, would yeah, find yeah, is, that, is that because you obviously heard The Thursday night Tony In my forum no, not at all. If you want to be the best, you've got to be the best. See? Oh, I like I you. I like you still, Tony. I like this. He starts from minus I, one I, these I, days, Tony. Can I, can I just say, I don't want Roger to be minus one. I want him to be... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Tony. Tony I like your style. Tony is heads. the boldest contestant. I like your style, Tony. Seriously, Tony, you've got the chance to face him minus one, but you don't want that if it is him. No, I don't want it. I, I, I'll, I'll be anyway But I don't want it Oh, oh right. Please <laughs> let me be, be right, heads. heads it's Roger Hanna Tails it's Gordon DL And it is heads this time Ooh, There you go it's oh, Good luck Tony So what are we doing here are we st- <laughs> You seriously want him just Off off bare feet Tony Yep Tony you from Motherwell Let, let, let Liverpool playing field 
Oh, right, please okay. don't be wrong, mate. Please, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm worried here for you. Ah, well, listen, we'll, we'll find out. Let's give Roger some Clyde two to <laughs> listen to, so that he can't hear the answers. Uh, in fact, do you know what? I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring Roger back just quickly because I had a tweet the other night. Now I hope I can find it quickly because I want to give the, the man the, um, the shout out he deserves. It's third frame, right? Got in touch saying to me, can the pundits. See me when I'm reading out the questions uh-huh. And I said yeah They're over the other side of the desk But I, I tend to try and hide behind this big mic a little bit So you can't lip read But I'm probably giving you too much credit anyway Let's be honest <laughs> Gordon Deal struggles no with chance. that Actual reading Never mind lip reading So um, But he's come back with a se- fairly serious suggestion Saying that you should be blindfolded <laughs> During Beat the Pundit Just in case you're reading my lips or facial expressions apparently uh, is that should, necessary? He should see that's not Tuesday night Daz and I are normally dancing to Clyde 2 And your eyes are shut And my eyes are shut yeah. right, I think we'll be fine then Let's send Roger back to Clyde 2 No blindfolds this time uh, Maybe next time Tony, 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know, okay? Right, 30 seconds Tony And your time starts Now <sighs> Who scored more league goals for Rangers? Jermaine Defoe or Kamar Roof? Kamar Roof Name any club team Ange Postacoglu managed before Celtic. Pass. Which English team does Ollie McBurney currently play for? Pass. What nationality are Hearts players Nathaniel Atkinson and Cammy Devlin? Canadian. Name any of the players called up to the Scotland squad yesterday. Halkett. Which current Hibs player is their top scorer this season? Boyle. Which English side did Albin Ayeti leave to join Celtic? West Ham. Okay, let's bring Roger back Roger, are you ready? Yep, just watching a goal at East End Park Four Partick Thistle, 1-0 Rostock up to five minutes How do you feel this level playing field? Like, you know, it's been a long time since you started Without your minus one handicap Yeah You feeling optimistic? I've, it's been a difficult beat upon the journey Because I feel I'm very impressed by the form of Andy Halliday and Kenny Muller I spoke yeah, to Kenny on Friday And he he's absolutely flying Andy won again last night So I think I'm down to probably third Do seed you, Are you worried because obviously Tony's, Tony is confident? Yeah Does that worry you? I don't, I, don't, worry. I don't I think I like Tony's style Right okay 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who scored more league goals for Rangers? Jermaine Defoe or Kamar Roof? Yeah, Defoe Name any club team Ange Postacoglu managed before Celtic Yokohama Mariners Which English team does Ollie McBurney currently play for? Sheffield United What nationality are Hearts players Nathaniel Atkinson and Cammy Devlin? Name any of the players called up to the Scotland squad yesterday Craig Halkett Which current Hibs player is the club's top scorer this season? E- Jake Dohies Which English side did Albion Ayeti leave to join Celtic? West Ham Lauren Shankland currently plays in which European country? Belgium Still confident, Tony? No, not at all. <laughs> e- e- even with the minus one, I'm still beat. Tony, uh, you needed minus seven. <laughs> like, I cannot <laughs> believe it. Never, ever has there been a more misplaced confidence than oh. Tony. I was expecting Tony to be like a, an egghead phoning up this show. Listen, listen, no. 10 out of 10 for style. It, it oh, it was so, an egghead, did you say? Tony, talk us through. Talk <laughs> us through. What was your thinking there? No, it wasn't confidence. I knew I was going to get beat. I just wanted a level playing field. I don't, I don't agree with the minus one. Neither do I, Tony. <laughs> yeah, done, Tony. You're right. I'm like- so confused. I'm so confused at what's just taking place. Anyway, um, who scored more league goals for Rangers or Jermaine Defoe? I mean, we could have got you off and running, Tony, because it was just a 50-50, but you went for the wrong one. It was Jermaine Defoe, uh, and Roger got that right. Um, Ange Postacoglu, 
You didn't know this one either. You had the choice of loads, but Yokohama Mariners was the most I, latest. I, I, I didn't know what, I just couldn't remember. That's mm. what they all say. Um, Ollie McBurney <laughs> plays for Sheffield United, 3 0 to Roger oh, Hanna. No. Oh, no, Tony. Can we bring back that handicap? Um, nationality of Nathaniel Atkinson and Cammy Devlin. Tony said Canadian, it's oh. Australian, 4 0 to Tony Roger. Needs Snickers. He did get Craig Halkett uh, Along with Xander Clark Ross Stewart Who've been called up So you are on the board But unfortunately Rogers got five uh, At this point <laughs> You were both wrong though Kevin Nisbet Is Hibs top scorer uh, I can't of, believe of, You of never the went for that Of the current ones uh, You both got Albina Yeti West Ham 6-2 to Roger And then Belgium for Lauren Shankland 7-2 Roger Hanna Minus his six And it's a win for Tony and Motherwell The same ball is on its way Well done Tony Cheers well done Roger Thanks Tony All the best Amazing Uh, Absolutely I am shocked with that I thought Tony was right up for it I did I know Because you know what Nothing really surprises me on here anymore But I just assumed when he came on Given I want to play Roger I want it to be level I thought there would at least be Something there Yeah but See I'm used to this Obviously there you was know, nothing there Gentlemen from Motherwell They talk a good game Before beat <laughs> the pundit true. And then only get two Yeah Yeah exactly <laughs> To give us a oh, Tony 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 <laughs> oh. Incredible Really was anyway. I hope I meet him one day Walking down Motherwell uh, i tell you what It's even it's Talking about chance encounters In Motherwell Do you know I left my keys In his car Again yeah, No way Again and I thought, I'm not doing it. I am not standing in that street with the embarrassment of looking up and waiting for him to chuck my keys out the window because mm-hmm. he's too lazy to cut. So I just I just left it. Just left it all weekend. Not saying my house has been lying open for anyone who's... Well, I, 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 I went worse uh, today than that, and it was all-time low. My friend had brought me a souvenir. and if Why is it you managed to make... The most innocuous sentence just sounds suspicious straight away. The choice of the word souvenir right, makes okay, me a football souvenir. No, 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 no. Roger Hanna, myself, and the listening public now know for a fact that wasn't a souvenir. It's just not the word you would have used. Right, it was a football souvenir. You buying that, Roger? No, for one. And minute. he phoned me and I, I said, tweet, "Tweet your speculation in as right, to what delivery Gordon Deal got." And and the thing that I no tell I I was giving him a souvenir. Right. Oh, would um, I lie to you? The story. Yeah, I was giving him a souvenir, but it was in my car, and I made him come up the stairs, get my keys, go down to my car, take the souvenir out, and then bring my keys back up. So you get off the hook lightly. You're the laziest guy of all time, and this guy's your friend, apparently. He's my friend, ex-friend now. With well, like nice another goal at East End Park, Roger. Yeah, and a very cruel deflection. I think it came off Lewis Mayo on loan at Thistler former Dunfermline loanee as well. Ball in from the right hand side. It's been a good response from Dunfermline, and yeah, oh, yeah it was a slice you. clearance by Lewis Mayo right over the goalkeeper Jamie Snedden sneaked inside the far post, and it's a really good start. One-one, less than ten minutes played. Yep, game on, 10 minutes gone, absolute cracker um, in store there for the fans that have gone out tonight Lovely night to come watch your football, mm-hmm. I must say, Dunfermline 1, Partick Thistle 1 Right before the break we heard from Carl Starfelt, we were talking about uh, the title race, how it's sitting at the moment International break, uh, does it come or a good or a bad time or is that stuff a bit of a myth? Let's speak to Ian who's a Celtic fan, en- encouraged by the way your team went into the break Ian um, really, aye, because if, if you look at you no know, for, for for the turn of the year, you no know, bringing the bringing the three boys on board for Japan, 
and only dropping two points. No, I, I spoke to Scott last night, but he was really busy last night. <clears throat> he phoned me, and he was talking. He spoke to me about the who would who would you pick as the best player in in Saturday against Ross County. I thought the whole team as a whole played very well. Um, I spoke to you regarding the, the Livingston game. I thought we were outstanding in that game. Um, I think I agree with uh, the both the three guys, Gordon, Roger, and Gordon. Sorry about that. No, 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 You've got to give him all the credit And obviously the fourth goal uh, He was involved in it as well I said earlier Gordon I, th- I thought that um, You know When we come out of this international break I think the two teams look Strong They look ready to go again There's dips That I think that Celtic went through And Not the fact that they weren't winning games Just the style that we were used to The pace it was It was used to Playing it for the first 65-70 minutes I thought they got that back against Ross County I know Ross County was very difficult Down to 10 men But it didn't matter If it was 11 v 11 Celtic were on the front foot of the weekend Ready to go And I thought they were terrific Rangers second half against uh, Dundee I thought were, were very good Their European performances have been excellent so I'm just looking forward to the finishing games of the season. I think we're in for crackers. Yeah, I was just going to throw one back at you. I mean, Giacomakis did terrifically well. Hard trick at the weekend. He's playing really well just now. There was a spell just before Christmas where Jota was a sort of talisman for Celtic performances, goals, assists. Earlier in the season, it was Kyogo before his injury who was so important for Celtic. Who would be... We're only six weeks from the end of the season. Who's been Celtic's key man this season? Who's going to be Celtic's player of the year? Ian. Um, well, well said there, Roger. Um, it's it's a tough one because they're all they're all playing well. No, I mean it's a, he's putting a, he is putting a strong team out. Um, okay, he kind of changed it against Livingston because of the the surface. And if you look at the changes you made, Roger and Gordon and Gordon. Um, it was very, very shrewd from him because he put beating Rogic, McGregor, boys that's played on on the plastic before, and I, I, I honestly thought that it was a bad call, but it turned out a fantastic result because we hadn't lot, we hadn't won a game there since two thousand and seven, I think it yep. was Gordon. Ian, you're a, you're a little bit like uh, Tony Erling beat the pundit. You've not answered the question. It's hard though. I, I but he's, he's clever. That's a there's a it's a loaded question. I know who mine would be. He right asked away. it for a reason, no? No. As I, if to make a point that they've sort of all been good, but at kind of different times. And obviously, Kyogo started well and falls out. Jackimakis doesn't start well and comes in. So in in, in terms of actually picking, I'll give you an answer. So will I. Jota. Callum McGregor. Callum McGregor. Cameron Carter Vickers. Yeah, it has to, put it this way, it has to be one of the ones that's that played all the season. Because yeah. even Hitati, O'Reilly, you know, they've, they've came in, Turnbull started well, was injured. Yeah. I think Carter Vickers would be very close to my one, same as Roger McGregor. I think as a captain, the leader, I think he's been outstanding in games. Um, so, yeah, as much as there's a lot there, people will look at 
the the flair players like Jota and people like that. A badder's had a, a, a great yeah. season as yeah. well. You've got to say for a young man, well, yeah. yeah, what he's chipped in for. But, one, I think he might be a forerunner for Fraser Wishart's young player of yeah, the year. But, 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 but me personally, I, I I would go with Cal McGregor. I think. Well, don't worry. Nervous. A couple of weeks, it will be full on player of the year debate season. It's maybe a touch early. We'll get to it very soon, indeed. Thank you uh, to Ian. We've got Paul, who's on. Unhappy Motherwell fan Now there must be loads of them And we're going to speak to Paul next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel In the studio We've got Paul hanging on the line And we're about to bring him in But let me quickly just set up tonight's full time teaser For the guys Paul They're not the brightest sometimes So they need a bit of extra time uh, to get their thinking caps on um, Bill Struth Sent Well the email address The email account Is it might, That might be the gentleman's real name I have no idea But anyway He says I've composed a question To test the best football brain On the show mm-hmm. Don't be stupid Roger Hanna um, The question is as follows During Rangers Nine in a row era There were nine players Who made league appearances For Rangers and they chose to represent a country at international level, but it wasn't the country of their birth. Can you name them? So during Rangers' nine-in-a-row era, there were nine players who made league appearances for Rangers, and they chose to represent a country at international level. That includes 21s, um, but it wasn't the country they were born R- in. Roger one. Yeah, born in Sweden, played for Scotland. Yeah, okay. Hey, Andy Gorham. Yep, born in England, played for Scotland. Terry Butcher Born in I think Terry Butcher was born Was it Singapore? It was Singapore yeah. Okay and played for England So you've got the gist of it Three down, six to go And if you want to send your question in Like Bill Struth did tonight It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com uh, Paul is a Motherwell fan How do you sum up the mood of a Motherwell fan at the moment Paul? Oh, It's absolutely Virtually Rock bottom The new um, we're hearing a lot of stuff coming out of the middle of the new with players um, who are wanting to leave. They're not happy at the way things are going at Motherwell. And it's just been confirmed with Mark O'Hara leaving yesterday um, at the end of the season. Um, there's something seriously wrong at Motherwell behind the scenes. And I don't think it's the players. I think it's got to get down to the manager and the way he's handling things. Well, I mean, there's Dunfermline taking the lead. What a oh. game this is, by the way. Wonderful cross from your former Motherwell player, Dom Thomas. Well, Paul's on the line. Great footwork, great delivery, great header. Um, look, there's a lot of speculation there on Paul's part. I'm sure he, you know, he would concede that. So let's start with the most recent piece of, of news, if you like, and it's that Mark O'Hara, it looks like he's going to sign a pre-contract with St Mirren. Now, if you are a fan of any club and one of your players chooses to... to just leave and sign for a similar sized club mm-hmm. It never sits That well with you Yeah but you can take into consideration Who the manager of St Mirren is uh, He may have liked working under um, You know uh, mm. Robinson He's he, he might just like him as a manager And thinks he can get the best out of me What happens Gordon is and No matter what club it is Motherwell Whatever club it is If you're on a bad run You'll find that supporters will find out that players aren't happy, the manager's lost the dressing room. We've heard it a million times, all the different excuses. They're not they're not in great form, you've got to say five out of thirty three 
is ridiculous. Not won a league game uh, since the turn of the year, um, but still got an opportunity to finish in the top six. Now you can ask the question, well, where's the results going to come from? Because you've got the ex-manager going back with St Mirren the next game and then you're away to a really hard, hard venue at Livingston and you're going there with no confidence. But it wasn't that long ago that we had Motherwell supporters on here. We had the manager of the month, Graham Alexander, that, you know, what a terrific job he was doing. New contract. A new contract was Things given. have changed since then though. 100% look. I, I am very surprised that I'm not surprised that Graham Alexander I think fans will be now questioning Because no matter who you are um, I think he's got some goodwill But no matter who you are You cannot pick up 5 points out of 33 And not come under pressure Do you read anything extra into Mark O'Hara going to St Mirren for instance Paul, um, Roger These are the types of things that are no, sending alarm listen, bells for Paul these things happen there was Richard Tate I think went from Motherwell to St Mirren There's, Charles Dunn yeah and, and players Curtis Maines a former Motherwell player yeah, pl- players bounce, bounce about those clubs you know the, you know Stephen O'Donnell came from Kilmarnock to Motherwell you know the other season you, you tend to find clubs of that size have broadly similar budgets and will chase the sort of same players. Doesn't surprise me at all. As Dan was saying, that Marco Hanna's going back to work with Stephen Robinson again. Um, what would concern me more, if I was like Paul or you two as a Motherwell fan, is this run of form. Um, Graham Alexander, to a certain extent, might consider himself fortunate. And I say that because if it's the first 11 games of a season and Motherwell have taken five points, managers get sacked for that. Um mm. I think he's probably a fair, fair quite, way of looking at it. I think he's fortunate that for the first two thirds of the season, Motherwell played really well, and he'd get enough points on the board that for a while it looked as if they were going to challenge for a European place. Now they're struggling to challenge for the top six, um, and it's only that good run of form for the first two thirds of the season that's really insulating him at the moment from, you know, worries about his job. There's a real worry for me when you go to a Motherwell game. You're never sure. What formation Motherwell are going to play You're never sure what personnel are going to play um, Very, very seldom do you see The same Motherwell formation Or the same Motherwell personnel Two weeks running um, I don't know whether that's a sign that the manager's trying hard To try and find something that works for him um, Or whether it's a sign that He's almost at the sort of end of his tether Trying to get something that's going to snap this very very bad run But I, I don't like the way things are looking for Motherwell at the moment Does the manager have your support at the moment Paul or not? No definitely not It's time for me It's time for Alexander to go And Roger nailed it there By saying No knowing what formation or what players For instance Beavis McGabby when he gets sent off against Hibs um, For the game against St Johnson He wasn't even in the squad And I know in the cup If it's the League Cup then you've got to be suspended for a league game. But with the Scottish Cup, I take it, he's not got to be suspended. No, I think so, he would. He was suspended, Roger, because it's a straight red. I think it's a straight red for violent conduct. I think actually, you, you miss, it's a cross competition, you miss the first yeah. game in any competition, and then you would also miss the first Scottish Cup game in next season, I think. Aye, I thought it was just this. Aye, no, sorry no, I, about I, that. I think that is. No, but no, it's, I think the, po- the point still stands, Paul, because it's been, you know, every week on, on social media, my little fans. Do seem to be complaining They can't predict the team um, Guys that you maybe think Should be playing Arn and, and vice versa Is that something you feel? Aye I think he should have a settled Like you look at Rangers They've got Golden um, You look at Celtic 
they've got their two settled centre halves. Yeah. Um, every team, the boy McCart, it's at Johnson, um, Halkett at Hearts, they've got their settled centre halves. Um, where Alexander keeps seeming to shuffle players around about, and I don't understand why. Just settle. You play your best team, and the nervous with Motherwell, it, it just doesn't look like that. You don't know what what to expect. Yeah. Paul uh, says it's time for the manager to go, go on uh, uh, That'll be the first Alexander out call uh, That we've had I don't, um, I've seen a lot on Twitter I don't think Paul will be the only Motherwell supporter just now um, saying, saying those words Gordon um, Alan Burrows I think has got a terrific Relationship with Alexander But we know and so does Graham Alexander Look he's an experienced He was an experienced player, very good player Experienced manager he knows the game. He knows it's a results-driven business. Um, Roger was right at the start of the season. Everything flying high. I look at his squad. You know, you take out Ranger Celtic, Aberdeen Hearts. I think he's got as good a squad there, and it's a big squad, as any other team in the league. I think that the frustration of the Motherwell fans, we're living in, obviously, not that too far away from Fir Park and speaking to a lot of them, is... You know, the fact that it's never the same team People are played out of position That's that's up to the manager But if you're going to do that You've got to make sure you can back up with results mm. And it's not happening Paul, how much though should we pay attention to The, the unavoidable fact that the league is so tight Now, I couldn't really defend a, a run of 5 out of 33 points I don't think anyone could but, but there is still that possibility You might think it's unlikely There's still that possibility That, that Motherwell beat St Mirren In the next game And then finish in the top six Is that is that what's keeping Al- Graham Alexander in his job? Or would, would it be strange to pull the trigger With that still a possibility? No, what I think is It's written in the stars With Stephen Robinson coming back um, We're going to I think we're going to loss Against St Mirren Next week And then the tough game As Gordon says We're up at Livingston So we're not Got to get much For Livingston um, But I think Alexander will have To the end of the season At Motherwell Alan Burrows After giving him A new contract They're not got to pay him off And to be Perfectly honest I don't think Motherwell Have got the funds To pay him off So He'll be there Just to see you At the end of the season But if he really Really messes it up because we're only nine points ahead of St Johnson, and if we're in the bottom six and we've still got Dundee and St Johnson to play as well, I think we could be reeled back into this relegation and into the playoff. Think that, and think, think that is a possibility. I, I, you're not I, winning I, games. I would doubt it. I, 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 nine points, seven, nah, I, seven I, to go. I would doubt that, and I think you know, based on Graham Alexander and Mother will, will, will need to look up. They're one, still only one point from the top six. They're still only three points from Europe. They've got two Where do games. the points come from, though? That, that's well, Paul's yeah, concern. They're, yeah, they're going to need to snap this. Now, I saw St Mirren on Saturday and they started brightly and completely collapsed against Dundee United. Um, I think if you were to get a St Mirren fan coming on the phone lines immediately after Paul, he would probably have the same sort of worries about his team that Paul's got about Motherwell. So that's a 50-50 game. Motherwell are going to have to snap out this... Poor run sometime. I don't know whether it's just one of these things where he's going to have to decide on a best 11, a best formation, and try and stick with them. Because if I'm confused and Paul's confused, 
You'd imagine it's not doing a lot for the confidence of the players, you know, playing in different positions with different personnel every week. <laughs> with seven games to go, the managers tend to get to the end of the season once you get to this stage. He'll get, he'll get to yeah, the end yeah. of the season. He signed a contract. He'll get to the end of the season. And then, you know, I think haven't improved the assess from there. Dunfermline have just gone No, no they've they not Somehow they scrambled they off should. the line But they're 3-1 up now on, on Partick Thistle Been an incredible start to this game um, Sorry Gordon as Yeah I, I'm, I'm with Roger Now uh, It would be Really surprising if Motherwell Get dragged into that with 9 points cause You don't think that's possible no? Well I think everything's possible But I don't think that The teams below them are good enough To put that run together um, I keep going back to it I think they need a result To build a little bit of confidence He needs to let, uh, Now You've got supporters on here That follow more up down the country And everyone's saying The exact same thing Now Managers are paid the money To go and make big decisions You never know the team You never know who's playing where He never uh, He never goes with a settled side He has got good players And he's brought good players in That's a plus for him But He's got to start getting results And um, I think St Mern's a cup final for him I really do I don't think he can afford to lose St Mern And then go go and get beat at Livingston But I think that if he gets something against St Mern Then he'll definitely get to the end of the season And then they've got to address it Gordon Because this year Since the turn of the year Has simply not been good enough If you're a Motherwell fan Does the break come at a good time in that regard Paul? Um, I don't think so No Because I think The players need to get Get on with it And it's time to dig deep And get in The Motherwell fans are behind them uh, Behind the team 100% As Gordon said I think We've got a really really good squad At Motherwell We've got really good players We've got international players Who Do really really well Look at Stephen O'Donnell um, He had Jack Grealish in his back pocket Against England a hundred million pound player and he's playing at Motherwell. The guys are getting a hundred percent every time of the day. And I think the formation that Alexander plays, that's what is the major problem. Um and these players are getting hung out to dry and I think one by one they're getting sick of it. And you'll see at the end of the season, I think you'll see an exodus of Motherwell players um, leaving. Probably to St Murrin, where St Murrin are turning <laughs> into the <laughs> the Motherwell reserves <laughs> Motherwell the feeder team are they uh, does, uh, does that mean you two will start supporting St Martin if that happens is that how that works he probably would he's that, he's that type of fickle individual yeah. you wouldn't get me acting yeah I've not, get, I've not got much loyalty left in me Roger yeah. <laughs> I could move very easily yeah. let me tell yeah, you I had, a, I had a great line well self praise is no praise I had mm. a, a line lined up for you earlier when we were talking about Rangers getting out of of the friendly I was going to say, I mean, Gordon, Dale, as an expert on on ripping up the agreements that you signed, <laughs> what, what would your take on it be? But the moment's gone. <sighs> Do you know what? It's gone. It really is. It's, I'd appreciated that uh, one. Yeah, it's about an hour too late. I'm raging with myself. Right, thank you, Paul. Um, hopefully, your football season looks up uh, on the re- return of. The game after the international break. Stay in touch though, because I'm sure it's going to be an interesting run in either way. That was Paul on the line. What about this game at East End Park, Roger? Quite remarkable. When Thistle took the lead after five minutes, he's really expecting them to kick on. You would think there was a, a crisis of confidence about Dunfermline, bottom of the league, didn't play particularly well for, for large stretches of the season. 
What a comeback There's now 3-1 up It should have been 4-1 a moment ago They are bossing it uh, They will come off the bottom of the championship table tonight Above Queen of the South And begins to ask questions about this Partick Thistle promotion push What would worry me if I was a, a Jags fan, Roger Is uh, it's not even a game and a half And they've lost seven goals Yeah you know, yeah. especially this time of the season, and this would this would move them firmly three points clear of Queen of the South. It would, yeah, three points correct? closer, I think, to Air United, who are sitting eighth in the table at the minute. Um, yeah, going to be an interesting night. Them firmly look very, very good going forward. You have to say, Ian McCall looking concerned. There are mistakes all over the place, really. As Lewis Mayo just miscontrols one, it goes out for a throw in. Uh, right on this teaser. Oh. During Rangers' nine-in-a-row era, there were nine players who made league appearances for Rangers and they chose to represent a country that wasn't the country of their birth. So guys like Richard Goff, Sweden, born in Sweden, mm-hmm. played for Scotland. Terry Butcher, born in Singapore, played for England. Andy Gorham, born in England, played for Scotland. Gordon, anymore? No, I'm struggling a little bit. I forgot the question, actually. What about Stuart McCall? Shows you yeah, working well, an easy one John Born well down south Plays yeah. up here Of course he does yeah. What about Daz's ex-manager Jimmy Nickel? Oh born, to- Toronto he was born, born Canada. in Canada Played for Northern Ireland Brilliant Well yeah. done alright You've got three to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard There is still time to put a call across to Roger Hanna and Gordon DL So why not pick up that phone 01419511025 I must say Roger Hanna Dunfermline Partick Thistle is a brilliant game Five minutes till half time Really good Thistle have responded well A couple of half chances A really good save from Dennis Mehmet A moment ago to deny Ross Doherty a second goal And Thistle could really do with getting a goal before half-time Just to give themselves a foothold in this game Ian McCall with Neil Scully in the touchline They're looking concerned Yeah, still Dunfermline 3, Partick Thistle 1 No rest for those teams of course It might be the international break But a huge weekend uh, coming up down the divisions We must be getting close to some titles being won Yeah, I think Kelty Hearts could conceivably Mm. win League 2 on Saturday If they win their game at home to Steny and Annan lose to Albion Rovers Feeling that They could win it Under their own steam At Edinburgh City The following Friday night And there's a really good game At the top of League yeah. 1 Airdrie Against Cove on Saturday And Airdrie win And it suddenly goes to two points I think we'd off on Saturday You'd be as well going along to that No I'm going I'm going to pick a game um, I'm going to look at the championship I quite like the championship Can we pick the game for you? Yeah as long as it's not too far That'd from the house That'd be a good house. way of doing it Elgin v Edinburgh City for you I think Because Petrol's quite dear just now So um, No I've, I've looked at <laughs> That the, was Gordon DL on the cost of living crisis Things uh, you never thought you would hear on Clyde One Super School Unfortunately my old team Wraith are uh, a broth That's just too far out the road uh, I need to turn that into a weekend Gordon I'm looking at Hamilton Cooney South And because of Hamilton Two miles down the road to see, see you're forum, you know, beating Partick um, right, okay. Scoring four well, and, listen, we'll and check. If, if it stays like this in Dunfermline It's a big game for Queen of the South yeah. We'll check in with you on, on Thursday And you can give us your final choice Right, tonight's teaser During Rangers nine in a row Nine players who chose to represent a country At international level But it was not the country of their birth Guys like Richard Goff, Terry Butcher Jimmy Nicol, Andy Gorham, Stuart McCall I'm struggling Are you? Yeah. Roger won't be, he never is Yeah, I'm struggling a wee bit Um we might, might be down to the clues section of the oh, show Oh, we're not already Right, one Didn't get a Scotland cap But mm-hmm. I think he did Did represent them, you know Up to under-21s and so on Oh, right, sorry, I see what you mean 
Right. Okay. But was born miles away from Scotland. Yeah. Um, the other two were very prominent players during the nine in a row. One mm-hmm. in particular, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. A big name. Oh, both huge names. Loudrop. Where was he born? I don't really care, but I think that's the answer. <laughs> That's right. Oh! Born in Austria. Oh. Is that right? I don't think I knew that. Born in well, Austria, you know what now? Denmark. Yeah, there we go. Well, let's let's do a quick Google search to find out. I'm sure um, the person who submitted the question. Yeah, born in Vienna. No, it mm. means nothing to me. <sighs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So you've got two to get, uh, three to get. Sorry, we'll get them before the end <laughs> of the show. Let's hear a bit from the Scotland camp, shall we? They were doing their first media day um, ahead of this. Double header It's not Quite what it Would have been But clearly there are Reasons for that Far more important Than football So we won't be playing The Ukraine at the moment We've got a friendly With Poland on Thursday Great occasion that By the way Always urge you To go to any football match But that in particular Money going towards UNICEF as well In light of everything That is going on Um, So why not head along To Hamden Uh, One of the coaches These days Stephen Naismith he says the two friendlies are a good opportunity for players to force their way into the setup for when the playoffs come around. Coming this week are about players taking a claim and, and being fresh in the manager's mind. That's going to be the biggest thing here. You've obviously got competition throughout the squad with the guys who have have already managed to get, get themselves some caps. And then you've got a couple of new faces that have come in who it's probably more about them showing they can be in this environment day to day rather than them coming into a game and having to show they are they are ready for international football so there's loads for the guys to be thinking about and and like I said before with the boys maybe joining up later on we'll just again change the feeling change the dynamic of, of the group for, for the better as well come later on in the week Where is the balance between this is a friendly we don't play many friendlies of course we should have a look at what options are out there and plans for the future and on the other hand, we don't have many opportunities to fine-tune things before what is an incredibly big World Cup playoff match. Yeah, I wouldn't expect too many changes from what would be his first-choice team to take on the polls on Thursday night. Um, it doesn't look as if Andy Robertson will play this game, may play the second game, so I would imagine that might involve Greg Taylor playing at left wing-back. I would expect to see Tierney Hanley and McTominay as the back three Possibly Patterson at right wing so, back. So no Aaron Hickey then. That's not a good opportunity to just say we know what Greg Taylor can do and, I wonder, and play I, Aaron Hickey. I, I wonder if he might come off the bench or play or play the second game. Then, then you look at what two. You can pair him two from three between McGregor, Jack, and Gilmer. Assuming they're all fit. Again. And then you probably look McGinn, Armstrong, and Che Adams. I would think. Christy. Christy might come in for a shout. Decent form for Bournemouth, but Stuart Armstrong's playing very well for Southampton. I think he's got a good link up with Che Adams at club level. I wonder if he might play. And then you just look at the second game. We don't even know where we're going for yeah. the second game yet. You're going to be taking on a side that are at a very low ebb because their chances of qualifying for the World Cup will have disappeared you know, before the playoffs on Tuesday night. So I wonder if Tuesday might be a more opportune moment to... Mm. See the likes of Hickey or Halkett or Stewart or people like that. Ah, good old Barney between defender and centre back. I like that. Cole Donaldson and Denny's Mehmet of them Fairman giving <laughs> each other a, a piece of their mind. Uh, Gordon, what should be the main aim for this friendly double header? I think I think like Roger says, I think you keep it as as near to as possible. Gordon, keep everybody really? ticking over. Yeah, I, the only disagreement I would have with Roger. 
I, I would like to see Hickey being given an opportunity and especially at Hamden um, I think it would be better for him coming in uh, I think Greg Taylor will know what he can do he's in good form for Celtic and um, I just think that if you're going to bring Hickey in and all the talk about how well he's doing over in Italy I would rather prefer to see him playing at home and I'd rather I'm given the opportunity to play 90 minutes um, I think it's for the goodness of the, the team getting together you, we always talk about the reason that Steve Clark's got a good squad and everything going there is just the fact that everybody likes joining up getting together training together being about the, those few days in the hotel and whatever just the team spirit keep that going as well I think that's so so important but it'll be interesting to see his team on Thursday night but uh, I agree with Roger I think it'll be strong and then he'll look at the, the Tuesday games a, a little bit different, but I would like to see Hickey being given a real opportunity here, see what he's got. Yeah, we'll get stuck right into that discussion tomorrow night and onwards, I'm sure, so get your thoughts in. Uh, Stephen Naismith also today welcoming reports that the UK and Ireland are set to host Euro 2028. He says everyone will enjoy a festival of football and thinks a few players will have an eye on that tournament. That'd be great. I think when the Euros and you have the games... I think the biggest come away from it was if only you could have a full house at these games and I think any tournament in British uh, shores would show that we'll pack the crowds we'll uh, it would be a festival of football for everybody and I think everybody involved would get behind it and it it would be an amazing again it would be an amazing thing to see Um, I was maybe just too young to experience like when England did the Euros in 96 and that but every tournament's amazing when it's staged in one place and you've got fans and you've got everybody going behind it. So, no, it'd be amazing to see that. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be a few boys at the early part of their Scotland career having one eye saying, oh, it'd be amazing to be involved in that. Roger, I think we're the only candidate to host the tournament. Yeah, we've got, um, I, think, so I think alternatives have got until tomorrow night to stake a claim. You'd think they'd maybe have shown their hand before now. Um, it then requires a certain number of guarantees from the UK government that need to be provided by the end of the year. But everything's pointing towards Euro 2028 coming to these shores. with the games in Scotland, England, Wales, Northern Ireland and the Republic. And it would be great. We got a taste of it last summer um, when... You know, the Czech Republic game was played and the Croatia game was played here. Uh, we saw Ukraine take on Sweden as well at Hamden in a, in a knockout game, which was a terrific game as well. So we've had a little flavour of it. And I agree with what Stephen Naismith says. It would be great for another generation of Scottish football fans to see the elite players in Europe and their nation, their national teams coming to these shows. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, last summer was still quite incredible, the, mm. the effect it had on the place. And yet we were one of a number of host cities So it was watered down in that sense And it was limited crowds So it just makes you wonder How good it could be To have a you know a proper tournament As a Well we'd be one of a couple of host nations this time If you like But be a joint bid And um and proper crowds and stuff could Yeah be. the excitement we bring to the country Would be incredible Gordon As you said we got a taste of it last year I was fortunate I was at the Euros in England 1996 and uh, the times down there were absolutely fantastic. So, yep, that would be exciting times for us. OK, full time at Clyde1.com. If you want to send a question in, we'd love to have it. So get your thinking caps on. Send me in one for tomorrow if you can. During Rangers nine in a row, nine players who chose to represent a country that was not the country of their birth. You've got three to get. Let's have them. Come on, Roger. I, mm. wouldn't, I, I would need a clue, Gordon. Right, well, you've already got Richard Goff, Terry Butcher, Andy Gorham. 
Jimmy Nichols, Stuart McCall, Brian Loudrop. Yeah, that's not a clue. <laughs> right, who would have been born in India and played for Scotland under 21s? This is a tough one. Born in India? Yeah. No. Neil Cooper? Oh, oh yes, of course. Aberdeen Gray. Who would have been born in Germany and played for Ukraine? Kuznetsov? Yep. Oh, brilliant. And who would have been born in Ivory Coast, played for France, oh. and featured in a very famous In the Tunnel interview with Walter Smith? Bolly. Basil Bolly. Well done. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna. They won't mind me saying the biggest thanks, as always, goes to you for all your calls, all your tweets, and to the many of you who just sit and listen patiently. Uh, and quietly as well So thanks again for your company We are back tomorrow Good lineup as always Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here So make sure you do join us And in the meantime you can just stay right there Because Johnny Campbell is up next